You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. I am really excited about some fantastic news. I'm going to share it with you guys. I recently released a book called Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth, and it is the toolbox that I use for, I mean, all kinds of spiritual work in order to get the job done. Whether it's praying over my morning or praying over my evening, uh, praying to get someone untethered from a principality or some kind of Illuminati bloodline, the prayer book has everything from heavy-duty deliverance tools to strategies for praying for your children, pets, and travel. And As I released it, I went on my Facebook page and I said, I have a goal. I am believing God for 100 reviews on Amazon. Why am I believing God for 100 reviews? Plain and simple, because the Bible says, ask and it shall be answered. If you don't ask, it's hard to receive a response from God. So I'm asking for 100 reviews. And another thing the Bible says is, Whatever you ask, believing you receive it, you will have it. Now, this is why I'm believing. Because I know that this book has the tools that people need. But they won't find the book unless it's getting attention. Not only from me, but from others through reviews. Because reviews get products ranked. Reviews give products exposure. Reviews show people that this is something that will be of use to them. Even if they don't know my podcast, Bride Ministries, or anything about me, a well-reviewed book is more likely to find its way into someone else's hands. And as many of you know, because we get all the testimonies, the book produces testimonies as God moves. So here's the good news. We are halfway there. I went on Amazon the other day. I said, praise God. There are 50 reviews as of the recording of this introduction. But I know that there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of you, well over a thousand of you bought the book just from our website already. And that doesn't include all of the books that were sold uh, in ebook form by us and also other platforms. And so I know that many of you have the book and I want to encourage you. We are halfway there, guys. And... I believe that if you have found great value in the prayers that we have put out, it would be befitting to to leave a review and help someone else find the tools and the resources they're looking for so that God can more easily connect them to what will bless them and bring the deliverance and all of the other things that they need. So, folks, that's my my uh, news piece. Now, I have a really exciting show, which means I don't want to delay on the front end and just talk too long. I want to say thank you to our supporters as usual. You guys continue to show up week after week. I just bless you. I praise God for you. We pray for you. And, you know, uh, if you are following this podcast and you are saying to yourself, man, you know, I believe in what they do at Bride Ministries. This thing, it feeds me, it empowers me, it encourages me, it equips me so into what we're doing and help us to go from one level of glory to the next that 
BrideMovement.com or by writing at P.O. Box uh, 835-661, Richardson, Texas, 75083. All right, I'm done. We're going to be coming back for an incredible program. And in light of the fact that North Korea has agreed to denuclearize, this special podcast is coming out two days early because we're, we're in celebration mode. Praise God, you're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Alrighty, folks, we are sitting down to have a conversation I've really been looking forward to having. Now, many of you have come across some information about somebody on Twitter uh, putting out messages under the guise of Q. And these messages are coded, but once decoded, are containing revelations about all kinds of things. And this person, whoever they are, is anonymous, but man, have they created a stir and a buzz. And, you know, a lot of people have different questions and are in different areas in, in regards to what they think about it. Some people think it's uh, not true or, or it's it's just a uh, covert operation, some kind of false flag, uh, disinformation campaign. Other people are very convinced that this is a genuine person that's an insider and is releasing data strategically. Well, we haven't talked about it on Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall until today, and I have a very special person, Dave Hayes, otherwise known as Praying Medic here, to talk about it with me. And I mean, Dave has written a number of books. He's moved strongly in the areas of inner healing. He's written books on the courts of heaven. He has uh, definitely ministered to all various uh, types of concerns. And God has, well, pulled him into a whole other area of exploration by actually guiding him to begin researching Q. And so, you know, Dave, you've been on the program once before. You're back. Welcome back to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Thanks, Dan. I am glad to be back on the show. It's been too long, but great to be good to be back on the show again. Well, the truth is, Dave, we had a really good time during our first podcast, and uh, I really enjoyed that conversation. I enjoyed everything you had to share, and it was really, really just a great time of fellowship. And you know, I I, I want to make sure that all of you guys know that you can find him at prayingmedic.com, and on his uh, website, you, you, you can find his books, his blog, podcasts, classes, and anything else you need. Um, but I want to start this conversation with you introducing us to how God led you to begin researching Q. When you, Before this, you were really focused on things of the kingdom, dreams, dreams. Um, healing ministry so on and so forth what was that transition oh my gosh it was uh it was very strange <laughs> not gonna lie yeah i mean you know me I, I i love to write books and i've got no end of books that i want to write i'm working on another book on emotional healing and deliverance working on a book 
on dream interpretation. Uh, I have a number of other books that I want to write, working on a novel, actually three novels, um, a trilogy. So there I am working away on my books, trying to get, you know, stay on my schedule. And uh, Q shows up. And of course, like everything that's cool in my life, my wife found Q first. (laughs) (laughs) She starts following this Q person uh, who's actually started posting on 4chan. 4chan is an anonymous internet board. It's been around for a long time. And you can log on there anonymously and you can post. And there's a, people have different conversations and threads about a lot of different things. And that was last week of October. I think October 29th, I believe, was the first day that Q posted. And kind of came on 4chan claiming to be a person associated with military intelligence, associated with the Trump uh team actually uh, basically suggested that this person had a very high security clearance, was very close to the president and had insider information and was going to start dropping all kinds of insider information about a lot of different subjects. Hmm. So my wife was following Q through November. And then in December, I, I have been telling people that I got kind of interested in Q in January. I was looking back at my videos and I didn't realize this, but I actually started doing Q videos in December, uh, mid-December. Okay. So uh, I I had heard my wife, she'd been talking about Q and she'd been following people who were doing Q decodes. And it was kind of in the background for me. I, I wasn't terribly interested. I wasn't convinced. I didn't know what to think about it. And then I had a, a dream, my first dream of many dreams about Q. Um, the first dream that I had about Q, I was in this room in a large house and I was talking to this guy and he looked exactly like Mr. Miyagi. Uh, it was just the strangest thing. We're just sitting there and we're talking. And the first thing he does is he begins correcting my misunderstanding and my misperceptions about past events in history. Wow. So he's like okay you don't you don't really understand what happened with this let me explain what really happened you don't really understand that let me explain what really happened so this person who looks like mr miyagi is explaining and correcting my misunderstandings we leave this room we go walking down into a uh, a hallway into a larger room and he's talking to me and then he's asking me these questions do you remember these two people how are they related to this event do you remember this news headline? How is this related to that? Do you remember this thing? Do you remember that? How are these two things connected? So he's walking me through this uh, conversation where he's trying to help me connect news stories and people and events. And we're having this conversation. It's mostly me listening to him ask, ask me questions. And then he stops and he turns to me and says, do you understand that this is mostly about the children or primarily about the children? And that was the end of the dream. And look, I, I knew I'd been following things uh, with, with respect to the Clinton Foundation and human trafficking. I, I'd been doing some research on, uh, on 4chan prior to that, uh, digging, kind of digging into the roots of the Clinton Foundation, their connections, what was going on there. 
So when he said, do you understand this is primarily about the children? I knew exactly what he was talking about. He was telling me that the, the operation that Q is doing and that the president is doing is primarily about saving people from human trafficking, from sex trafficking, uh, rescuing victims and putting criminals away. Mm-hmm. Now that was the first dream that I had about Q. I woke up in the morning and I told Denise, okay, uh, if this is about helping kids get out of sex trafficking and slavery, I'm in. I'm I'm all in. And I've been all in on Q since then. That's when I really started looking into what Q had been posting, doing a lot of research, looking at the articles of Q posts, and trying to piece things together. So that was my beginning, uh, my introduction to Q. Wow, that is so good. Uh, and of course, for me, right, because I work with people that were those children that I'm sure this guy is explaining to you about in the, in the dream. I know very intimately the need for a, a shift. Now, there are a lot of people that are saying that Q is counter, uh, that is fraudulent, that it's a setup, that, uh, or, or he was co-opted. And I want to let you address some of those allegations. Why would people believe this? What are some of the things that have happened that have caused certain people to think, oh, maybe I, I shouldn't be following this or this is not worth my time? And uh, what do you say to that? Oh, there are a lot of reasons why people think that Q is a fake, a LARP, a phony. When you look at the first week of posts that Q put out, uh, Q essentially predicted, and I, I have Q's uh, page open in front of me, one of the many Q pages that you can you can find posts on. So I have it open, and in the first week uh, that Q is posting, Q came on 4chan and posted a lot about military intelligence and about the president and about Hillary Clinton, uh, Huma Abedin, Barack Obama, John Podesta, and all these people. And then early in November, first week in November, Q said Huma Abedin, John Podesta, and Hillary Clinton were going to be arrested and that they would be arrested on, I don't want to misquote my <laughs> here. So I believe it was November 4th. Q said they were going to be arrested, gave a time and exactly when they were going to be arrested. Okay. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. All right. On November 4th, and I want to make sure I got the right date here. Let me look at these posts. Uh, Q began talking about Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yep. This is November 4th. And this was at basically six o'clock in the evening. On November 4th, Q posted this and said, uh, follow Huma, not Huma Abedin, an acronym H, capital H-U-M-A, which is the Harvard University Muslim uh, Alumni Association, who connects Hillary, the Clinton Foundation, to Saudi Arabia. Why is it relevant? Who is a Muslim Brotherhood? Who has ties to the Muslim Brotherhood? Who is Awan? What is the Awan group? Where do they have offices? Define money laundering. 
What's the relationship between Saudi Arabia and Pakistan? Why is this relevant? <clears throat> Why would Saudi Arabia provide tens of millions of dollars to U.S. senior government officials? What does Saudi Arabia in receive in exchange for, as payment? Why is access important? What happened when Hillary lost the election of 2016? How much money was provided by the Clinton Foundation to the Clinton Foundation by Saudi Arabia during the election? Hillary lost, loss of access, power and control. Does repayment of the funds to Saudi Arabia occur? If so, how? Why did Barack Obama send billions of cash in cash to Iran? Why wasn't Congress notified? Why was this classified under state secrets? Who has access to state secrets? Where did the planes land carrying the cash? Why did all the planes land in the same location? How many planes were there? Why is it relevant? <clears throat> what does this have to do with North Korea? What does this have to do with Saudi Arabia and the Clinton Foundation cash donations? What does it have to do with ISIS? What does this have to do with slush funds? Why is Saudi Arabia so vitally important? Follow the money. Who has the money? What is happening in Saudi Arabia today? Why is it relevant? Uh, who is Abdulaziz? Uh, Abdul Why? Uh, what events transpired directly thereafter? And then Q continues and goes on asking about Saudi Arabia. Uh, actually, er in, in an earlier post was asking, why did Jared Kushner travel to Saudi Arabia? What is Saudi Arabia known for? Where do the biggest donations originate from? So Q is asking all these questions about Iran and Saudi Arabia and the connections of the Clinton Foundation on November 4th. This is the day Hillary, Podesta, and Huma were predicted to be arrested, that they weren't. <clears throat> Q then starts posting all the stuff about Saudi Arabia. November 5th, 11 Saudi princes are arrested, their assets are frozen, and they're thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. The next day. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Q goes on the 4th and asking all these questions about Saudi, about money laundering, about access, power, control, and boom, the next day, uh, the king names uh, Mohammed bin Salman as his uh, as a crown prince and they arrest all these corrupt saudi princes who had been funding terrorism who had been allowing human and tra uh, child trafficking okay they're all arrested their assets are frozen and the saudi purge is on and the saudi arabian government has from that day taken a completely different angle on funding terrorism and corruption mm. Okay, so the Anans who are on 4chan watching all this stuff going like, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He was telling us yesterday about Saudi Arabia and today all these princes get arrested. Uh, uh, bin Salman, uh, what is his name? Uh, Awalid bin Talal mm -hmm. was one of the richest men in the world. Very, He was the richest of the Saudi princes. He got arrested. He was like supposedly hung by his toes for several days. And they were torturing them. They they froze all their assets, and their their ability to fund terrorism has completely been done away with. Uh -huh. So the Anans, after Q starts dropping all this information about Saudi Arabia, and then the next day, the Saudi prince princes are rounded up. From that point on, people are like, okay, something's going on here. Q has some kind of inside information, and then Q posts and says, disinformation is necessary. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then went on to say, 
because on November 4th, a lot of people forget about this, um, Antifa and several other far left groups had planned to violently storm Washington DC and throw Trump out of office. There were all these national protests. It was a big, gonna be a big day of protest. They were gonna get rid of Trump. And what Q and said is, look, we had to bait people with the Hillary and the Huma and the Podesta arrests to get their eyes focused on that because we were doing something else. We had to provide disinformation because we know certain people were watching this board and we didn't, we wanted to get them distracted so we could do our operation somewhere else. The oper real operation was in Saudi Arabia. The decoy operation was here in the States. Wow. Uh, and Q has, has told us from the beginning, this is a military operation. Mm -hmm. Essentially, what Q has told us is that <clears throat> Q has suggested from the beginning that there we came very close to having a military coup where the generals nearly did a violent takeover of the government and got rid of Barack Obama and Hillary. That we were this close to having a military coup. But the generals decided to wait and see if they could recruit someone that they could support who would remove corruption in government. Hmm. So Q has suggested that the, a, a large group of generals, rather than having a military coup, they supported Trump, helped him get elected by making sure there would be no election rigging and, and fraud or minimize it. And they would support him in his takedown of the deep state. And Q has been telling us for the last seven months about Trump's plans to dismantle the deep state and render it completely ineffective. So, <laughs> I, I mean, this is this is good. So, so the thing is, when people say that Q is fraud or that he doesn't yep. know what he's talking about, right? The answer is, well, he does know what he's talking about, and there's enough evidence to prove it. Yeah. And, and, and here's, here's another reason why now a lot of people follow Alex Jones and Jerome Corsi. Okay. And they were some of the early commentators on Q. Yep. Okay. There was a huge split in the fault. People were following Q mm -hmm. because of Jerome Corsi and Alex Jones. Okay. And what Jerome Corsi and Alex Jones did was they saw Q pop up on the radar and they saw that Q was getting a lot of attention. Okay, Alex Jones initially brought in a couple of people who were doing QD codes, brought them on the show, let them talk for a while, and then he sort of tried to minimize and dismiss what Q was providing as information, saying, hey, you know, we have all the same information, we've got the same intelligence from our sources. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, that's interesting, but we, you know, you guys all trust our sources, you know we have good intelligence, so we're getting the same information. So Jones initially tried to dismiss or downplay the significance of Q, saying we have the same sources, we have the same intelligence, this is no big deal. Nothing that anyone needs to really be concerned with. Hmm. Okay, discredit, didn't work. <laughs> Q <laughs> kept on building and Q kept, there was more people following. So then Jones brought on this guy named Zach and Jones introduced Zach as an intelligence insider. 
in the CIA, in the NSA, he had all kinds of information. And at, at some at one point, he, uh, Alex Jones actually introduced him as our very own QAnon. Oh. Right? We have a guy who's an intelligence insider who has access to the same level of intel that Q has. You don't need to worry about Q. We have our own QAnon. And he it has a face. We can talk to him. We can ask him questions. He's not some mysterious person on 4chan. Mm-hmm. Okay, I listened to Zach for about 20 minutes and I thought, who is this knucklehead? This guy doesn't know anything. I was like, I can't believe they trotted this guy out there. And I, I started getting messages on Twitter from people saying, oh, what about Zach? Should we follow Zach? Zach's all is great. I'm like, are you serious? Have you ever listened to this guy? So that was a failure and they pulled Zach off the show. Mm-hmm. Plan C from InfoWars was we're going to drag Jerome Corsi out of mothballs and we'll have him be the Q decoder. So Alex Jones hits up Corsi. Corsi gets involved in Q, starts doing Q decodes, and he gets a relatively large following. A lot of people were following Corsi. He was on Patriot Soapbox. He was on a lot of different shows, he had it on the YouTube channel. And Corsi did Q decodes for the better part of probably three or four months mm-hmm. and had a lot of people following him. I listened to some of Corsi's Q decodes. I thought they were really weak. He was, it, the, the biggest knock on Corsi was he wasn't doing the research. He, he would have a two hour YouTube broadcast and maybe they would decode three Q posts. Okay. On my YouTube broadcast, I fly through and I, I will, I will decode all the Q Q's posts over two or three days in like an hour. And that includes all the research I've done. I, I research for days. I research articles. I look into things. I go on the chans. I look at what the Anons are saying. I'm on a couple of Discord just, groups. Just to and give so us I an do, idea. I do a ton of research. I mean, how many hours a day were you investing when you Dude, first when started? I was, <clears throat> when I started out, in, and it was in January and February, when I would do one Q post a thread on Twitter that I would do a video. Mm-hmm. I would do two or three days worth of research. I was I was literally spending sixty hours a week, seventy hours a week re- researching Q. Wow. Uh, it was it was it's like a full time job. It's it's why I'm not. I haven't published any books in like the <laughs> last nine months or ten months because my my God has very clearly shown me through many dreams and a lot of revelation focus on Q right now. This is very important. So let me go back to, let me finish up the story with Jerome Corsi. Go for it. All right. So uh, Q posted, and I forget when this was, it was, this is June, probably May, early May, middle of May. Q posted a shot across the bow to people who had wrong motives for following Q. It was a warning. And literally the warning was, be careful who you follow. Um, And it was, uh, it was a, uh, let's see. I can find it. Oh, here it is. It was uh, April 29th. Be careful who you're following. Some are profiting off this movement. Some are building a big following off this movement only then to retreat and go mainstream. 
patriots make sacrifices. Some make the ultimate sacrifice. Patriots are selfless. Do they ask for monthly payments to remain patriots? Think logically. To some, it's only about the money. Those who would seek personal gain at the expense of others in this movement have an agenda. You decide. This is not a game. The only profit we should all be striving for is true freedom. God bless you all. So <clears throat> Kiyu kind of called out people who had wrong motives mm. in the movement. One of the mo- one of the wrong motives being money. The other one being uh, to, to try to great, gain a big following. So Jerome Corsi went ballistic when that Q post came out. He got very defensive. He got very angry. <clears throat> he, he said Q was a communist, that there's nothing wrong with making money off of this, that, you know, this is BS. And what is Q, some communist? And Corsi just blew up. And at that point, Corsi accused Q of being compromised, saying that the board had been taken over by somebody who was not the original Q, and, and all throughout the, of the last six months, people have co- accused Q's board of being compromised, taken over, trip codes compromised, passwords stolen, it's been compromised, it's not the same Q. People have said there's Q1 and Q2 and Q3, and there's all these different Qs, and it's been, there's just, there's all these theories that yep. Q has been compromised in, in some different, in some way. And the big one was at the end of April <clears throat> when Corsi and a number of other people just kind of went ballistic because they were being called out for being involved in this thing for the wrong motives. Now, here's the thing. Uh, that Q post on April 29th, that evolved into an ongoing conversation over the next couple of weeks, and I got involved in it. Uh, Roseanne Barr <laughs> started tweeting out my videos, my Q videos <laughs> on Twitter. Okay. Wow. And one of the Anons on, now Q switched over. Q started on 4chan and then moved over to 8chan because 4chan was full of trolls and no one could get a word in edgewise for all the trolls that were on 4chan. And each thread is limited to a certain number of posts and it was just getting blown up with trolls. So some of the guys said invited Q over to 8chan and they made a special channel, a special board for Q to post on. So Q moved to 8chan on a special board and that first board I believe was called Great Awakening. And so Q was able to post on, on, on this board and it was mostly people who were interested in doing research to figure out what Q was posting about. So Q has been on 8chan ever since then. That was, I think it was in January, if I'm not mistaken. So. Uh, Q has been on 8chan and um, fast forward we're in April at the end of April Q's posting about people with wrong motives in May early May Roseanne Barr starts tweeting out my YouTube videos about Q because she's she's interested in Q Mm -hmm. so one of the Anons on 8chan drags me into this whole thing and says oh look at this guy he's you know He's got a Patreon account on his page. He's got a, a PayPal link. He's, you know, he's one of these patriots who's in it for the money. And another Anon said, you know, I don't think it's wrong for a journalist to make a living if they're doing legitimate research and investigating Q. Corsi was subverting the movement. Hmm. There's a difference. And see, 
And Q had, had reposted that information and said, yes. What happened was Jerome Corsi and Alex Jones, actually their, their plan was to get a large people of, to number of people to follow them. And then at some point discredit Q so everyone would stop following Q. So they could be the main source of information on the deep state. That has been their plan the whole time. They, they are insecure and fearful and jealous because people are paying attention to Q and not paying attention to them. Hmm. This is a jealousy thing. And at that time in May, when this is all going on, I had a dream. Oh. God gave me a dream. And in the dream, I, this is, I saw in the future, like a lot of my prophetic dreams are, um, InfoWars was gone. Alex Jones, his show was gone. It, they, it, they ceased to exist. Oh my. They lost their relevance and they're completely gone. Okay. A lot of people are accusing Q of being a LARP, of being a fake, because they want to be the source that we go to to get information on the deep state, to get information on human trafficking, aliens, you know, whatever it is your, your thing is, chemtrails, you know, what, you yeah. know, they all specialize in those things. And Q represents a threat to a lot of these platforms. And they're trying everything they can do to subvert Q mm, mm, and to mm. minimize Q and to, and to get people to think that Q is, is not trustworthy. Now, uh, okay, so there's this thing going on and, and Q more or less confirmed mm -hmm. that he wasn't calling people out for having Patreon accounts and PayPal accounts and, and having people support them. He was concerned because people were intentionally trying to subvert the movement and and get a following and then collapse the, their their support of Q and take all those people with them. That was what Q was was concerned about. That um, and, and, and that really does answer the question. You know, and 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 um, I mean, you you, <laughs> you have been knee deep in this, clear. Yeah, I, I have been. And <laughs> I, I, I'm just like, okay, well, <laughs> question answered. <laughs> um, so moving on. Unless there was something else you wanted to put on as an addendum on all of that. Well, yeah, there, there is. Okay. Um, I wanted to throw one thing out. So uh, in November, when the president went to Asia, mm -hmm. so I think he went to Asia from November 9th to the 15th or the 17th. He was in Asia for like 10 days or something like that. <clears throat> when Trump flew to Asia, Q was posting about some things that were going on in Asia. The president tweeted out a very short video looking out the window of Air Force One. And the, on the tweet, he said, thank you, Asia. It was on his return back. Q posted that tweet and asked the Anons, uh, curious, what's below? Okay, so it's a, it's a picture looking out the window of Air Force One out over the ocean. Really, really what you can see is ocean. There's a little bit of land. And Q asks the Anons what's below. And the Anons start guessing. And one of the Anons guesses North Korea. And Q suggested that, yes, North Korea was below. Why was it relevant? Okay. <clears throat> so the Anons start to think, 
holy crap, did Trump secretly meet with Kim Jong-un when he was in Asia? All right. Hmm. Now, um, <clears throat> March 8th, the discussion comes up again. Q posts that picture up that Trump posted, the tweet. And one of the Anons was asking a question. They said, hey, hey, Q, did we decide that North Korea was below when you asked this question? Did we decide it was North Korea? And Q said, do you think we posted this for no reason? Um, and then Q posted a very interesting little message. And I'll read it to you. I'll go back to that uh, post. So looking for March 8th. Um, Q said this. Um, I'm going to find the post because thank you, Kim. Mm -hmm. Deal made. Clowns out. Strings cut. We took control. I ran next. Q. That was March 8th. So Q said basically that the strings of control that the CIA had in North Korea had been cut, removed the control. CIA's out. They made a deal with Kim Jong-un in March. Q is telling us, in March, Q is telling us that Trump made a deal with Kim in November of last year. We took control, Iran next. All right, so the Anons are like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying that Trump met with Kim when he was in Asia? When and where? Mm -hmm. And Q then posted this, Think Forbidden City. Okay. When Trump was in China with President Xi, he visited the Forbidden City. He was the first foreign dignitary ever to visit the Forbidden City. So President Xi took him to the Forbidden City, and Q said, Think Forbidden City. POTUS never crossed the line. Promises made, promises kept. So Q basically suggested that Kim Jong-un secretly met with Trump and President Xi in the Forbidden City in November last year, and that the deal had already been made to denuclearize, get rid of the missile program, to have them come to the table, to have uh, a normalized diplomatic relations. We would put an embassy in Pyongyang. So then fast forward in February in the Olympics, Kim Jong-un's sister ends up standing next to the vice president during the Olympics. They don't say anything, but they're standing next to each other. Mm -hmm. And there's a message being sent there. It's, an, it's a nonverbal message. They never talked, but they were standing next to each other. And then we see Kim in March and April demanding to meet with Trump, telling the world he's going to give up his nuclear weapons. He wants normalized diplomatic relations. He wants an embassy. Right. He wants everything. Right. All of a sudden, like that. How does a dictator like Kim Jong-un, who's been in this family line, this regime for decades, all of a sudden like that decide, I want to get rid of all this stuff and I want to live in the 21st century? It was bizarre. It, it was, was very bizarre. Okay. No one thought that could happen. And it's happening now. <laughs> right. Okay. And, and if I can just, okay, jump in a little bit here. Jump in. We are today, June 11th. Yep. Which means tomorrow's June 12th. Yep. 
Okay, so it's now not everyone's going to hear this. Uh, I mean, tomorrow's a big meeting, and, and, and tomorrow's not, now this will post Thursday for for me. So it's the June twelfth meeting will have already happened, but we're a day ahead of that in our recording, just so that everyone listening understands what's happening here. Um, so we're talking June eleventh. Tomorrow is the meeting. What does this mean for this upcoming meeting, according to your research and, and what you were saying? For the media, the deal has already been made. Is that right? Okay. The deal has already been made. Now, some people Kim, are concerned. Kim knows what he's going to get. Trump knows what he's going to get. They already struck the deal. This is all for the cameras. It's all for the media and nothing else. They've already set up the deal. So all these people that are concerned that Trump is going to blow it to pieces. They don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> well, folks, you've heard it. I uh, Okay. So, th- th- and now this is really good. All right. So... We're talking In fact, about... Trump is going to leave the meeting early. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Folks, it's June 11th. We're talking. Um, it's fascinating. Okay. What else can you uh, tell us about what Q has said regarding North Korea? He has said a lot. Um, a lot of it has to do with human trafficking, um, sex trafficking, uh, Q hasn't talked about this specifically, but I've done my own research. Um, North Korea, in many respects, is a lot like, like Afghanistan. There is a huge opium trade in North Korea. There's a lot of opium poppy that is grown there. Uh, CIA makes a lot of money off of all of that. So the CIA has black ops all around the world. You know that. I know that. They make a lot of money off of drugs, guns, human trafficking. They allow people to do those operations, they give them protection, and they take a, a cut of the profits. That's been going on in North Korea for a long time. And Trump ended that, got rid of that control in North Korea. The, this, essentially, the same thing that he did in Saudi Arabia with, with the princes, got rid of the people who were in power, who were in charge of and funding the human rights abuse, the human trafficking, the drug trade, the weapons, the terrorism. Okay, that was the model. He took that model and applied it to North Korea. It's going to be applied to Afghanistan. It's going to be applied to Iran. <laughs> He's going to be doing that to all those countries and getting rid of the corruption. So fascinating. So when, when Trump says something like, I'm going to drain the swamp. It's, it's a global swamp. Global. A lot of people don't realize that, but the swamp is as bad in Europe and Asia as it is in the, in the United States, probably worse. And that is absolutely right. That's absolutely right. Okay. Um, Q, Q is talking about a lot of things. And I want to zero in on three-letter agencies and Q revelations. Okay. Okay. Because and, – and you tied the CIA to North Korea. Now, let me just uh, – get you to state this a little plainly here um just how propped up was north korea and their geopolitical position by the cia uh heavily (laughs) heavily (laughs) propped up okay heavily propped up uh look the cia has arguably been in control of our government since Kennedy, right? 
the reason Kennedy is, was taken out was because he threatened to get rid of the CIA. I will break them into a thousand pieces and scatter them to the wind. And he was messing with the banking elites. That's the reason Kennedy got taken out. Reagan uh, is probably the only president since Kennedy who was not under the control of the CIA and the deep state. Uh, CIA and deep state essentially controlled every other president outside of Kennedy and Reagan in the last 60 years. <clears throat> uh, you know, if you talk to and listen to the old tapes from General Wesley Clark talking about uh, Weinberger and uh, all the cronies in the deep state during the 90s, um, Dick Cheney and all those guys, it's, it's pretty well known that the deep state, the, the career people in the CIA, State Department, DOD, they have pretty much been running this show for the better part of 50 or 60 years, okay? They are the ones behind all the regime change. Their first regime change was, was when they got rid of the Shah of Iran in 1953. Mm -hmm. And it's, they've been doing that ever since then. Mm. Did it in Syria, all over Africa, Middle East, Asia. It's been regime change one after another, trying to put in puppets that they can control so they can get access to the human population, create the wars, it creates or, uh, orphans, sex trade, uh, drugs, weapon. They make a lot of money off of that. <clears throat> They've been calling the shots for decades. Interestingly enough, I've been looking into Barack Obama and you know that his college records are all sealed. No one can get access to them. Sure. Conservative Treehouse Sundance wrote a very interesting article about a year ago, and um, it chronicles the years uh, right after Barack Obama left high school. His visit to Pakistan for mm -hmm. about three years, where he was under the tutelage of uh, Zygmunt Brzezinski and a couple of his uh, intelligence buddies who were mentoring and training Barack Obama, 1981 through 1984. When he was supposedly going to college, he was actually in the middle, in uh, Asia, in Pakistan and other countries being trained by the CIA. Gosh. Obama was as controlled by the CIA as anybody. And all of the wars that we got into, the Bush wars, the Obama wars, all deep state run operations and <clears throat> Trump. Well, Hillary was supposed to be elected and Hillary was going to finish what they all started. But of course, Trump got elected and he screwed that up. And a lot of people would have a hard time believing this, but it was the generals who saw what the deep state was doing, got sick and fed up with sending their people into these stupid wars that cost billions of dollars and cost lives. And the general said, no more, we're not doing this. We're going to find someone who will bring peace to the world. And they recruited Trump and they're protecting Trump. And Trump's agenda is essentially to end all these wars and get our troops out and, and let countries do what they want to do. Uh, I, you know, I was talking to a guy and I believe he was in the, uh, I, I believe it was the Korean war. He's an older guy and, um, you know, totally anonymous, but he was telling me a story about how, you know, 
the CIA guys would come in and bring arms to the other side. And uh, one day they just got sick of it and they, they got their hands on one of these guys and shot him <laughs> and had to cover their tracks because there were going to be consequences they had gotten caught. Uh, but, I mean, the CIA and all of their actions and activities have been absolutely horrible. Uh, I mean, the number, amount of destabilization they've brought to places like South America is just... It's terrible. I, I, I mean, there aren't words for how much how, how much pain they have created as an organization. And okay, so Q's talking about it. Q talks a lot about the CIA, a lot about the CIA, a lot about the NSA, um, a lot about the State Department and the deep state, and giving giving the anons and giving us information to go and research and look up what has been happening so that we can get the truth and we can read the news uh, with the right set of eyes. Okay, so let's talk about some of the other uh, three-letter agencies. I'm thinking specifically the NSA and the FBI. What, okay. is, what is Q saying about these guys? Q has said a lot about the NSA and <laughs> essentially the Reader's Digest condensed version is that, well, the NSA is under military control. It's, it's actually run by the Pentagon, which is why you have a general or an admiral who's at the head of the NSA. We had Admiral Rogers. He just resigned. Uh, he's, I didn't resign. He retired. And General Nakasone is now in charge of the NSA. Okay. The NSA has been observing. Okay. So, the, you know, the NSA, they have everything. They have all communications, all your emails, text messages, all your videos, all your chats, everything. They've been scooping that stuff up for 30 years. Okay, if it's an electronic communication, they have it stored, right? NSA has everything. Uh, the NSA has been in a competition with the CIA. The CIA and NSA have been running competitive intelligence operations. The, they have um, different congressionally approved scopes of operation. NSA is supposed to be domestic. CIA is supposed to be actually overseas. But CIA wants, con wants to get control of the intelligence inside the US, even though it's not part of their directive. So the CIA has been competing for funding, competing for resources, and competing for power domestically with the NSA. And there's this, we've been involved in an intelligence war for years. The, essentially, the Defense Intelligence Agency and the NSA have been at war with the CIA. They've been trying to rein in the CIA's corruption, and the CIA has been fighting back. And the CIA, I mean, look, there people have died in this war. CIA assets have, have been killed. They've been exposed. Military assets have been killed and exposed by the CIA. There's this war going back and forth. Um, <clears throat> the CIA, up until Mike Pompeo took over a year ago, and now Gina Haspel is, is in, had been run by people like Brennan <laughs> and pe people who are just evil and corrupt to the core 
who are very okay with the black ops, who are okay with the human trafficking and the gun running and the drug smuggling and everything else. They're okay with that. Uh, Trump put Mike Pompeo in at CIA for a year. And I, I believe Pompeo was there to do an assessment of the damage, to do an evaluation of the agency and see how it needs to be reformed. Gina Haspel will now be tasked with implementing changes that will be recommended by Pompeo and Trump. So there is this operation underway to clean up the black ops. I mean, it, you know, there's some there's some good rank and file people in the CIA, but there's also a lot of bad. There's riffraff in the CIA, and the agency is going to be reformed big time. Mm. The NSA was never really as corrupted as the CIA was. Now. What people don't know, Q has been suggesting for the last six months that Edward Snowden okay. was actually a CIA plant. No. Snowden originally was recruited by the CIA and worked for the CIA. Snowden became a contractor and got access to the NSA's information and leaked it to discredit the NSA. Oh, that in the intelligence war. Oh, wow. Okay. To harm the reputation of the NSA and give the CIA more credibility. That is what all that was about. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, <laughs> I was one of those. <laughs> I'm just like cheering Snowden on. I'm like, somebody, somebody's leaking <clears throat> truth. Oh my gosh. Right. And but that's that was it's the whole thing. From what I can tell from Q, the entire Snowden thing was an op by the backed by the CIA to discredit the NSA to give the CIA more power. My gosh. Now, Gen, uh, Admiral Rogers has been the head of the NSA now for all these years. Mm. Uh, actually, for three or four years, mm. and he plays heavily into the all the stuff that's going on with the department of justice and the fbi strock and page and mccabe and comey and all the corruption of spygate okay that was all being watched by admiral rogers at the nsa because they were accessing the nsa's database and getting information and putting it into use to spy on the trump campaign rogers saw that going on Rogers risked his career and went to Trump and told him about it. Okay. So Rogers is a white hat. Rogers has been in control of the NSA and he's been trying to mitigate the damage that the CIA and the deep state has been doing. If it wasn't for Rogers, uh, Hillary probably would be president right now. Uh, Admiral Rogers did a lot of work in trying to, to defuse and derail the work that the deep state was doing. That's incredible. So <clears throat> FBI and Department of Justice both have had horrible corruption at the top. Not so much rank and file, but leadership positions for years. Laura Lynch, Comey, McCabe, Sally Yates, corrupt as hell. And a lot of people in, in the senior management corrupt. Just okay. they're all deep state plants. So for the last year or so, Trump and Sessions have been working on cleaning those people out, prosecuting them, getting rid of them, and putting in some people that can be trusted. So what's the opinion on Trump firing Comey from the Q angle? 
uh, had to be done. <laughs> Comey's a traitor. Okay. Uh, Comey's going to Gitmo. I oh. actually saw that in a dream. Did I had you? A dream oh. where I saw Comey and Robert Mueller on an airplane flying to Gitmo to be processed. Oh wow! There's going to be a lot of people going to Gitmo. All right. Um, so you bring up the subject of people going down. Yeah. Okay. I, we we got to get there. I want to talk about this. I really want to talk about. Okay, first of all, what are the layers of deep state according to Q revelations? And what's all this talk and chatter about um, warrants and arrests being made and people being prosecuted? Talk to me. You are going to see a lot of people arrested in the next year. Uh, I don't know if we have enough prison space available for all the people that are going to be arrested. <laughs> no. Well, Dude, for, I'm not and, and this is the thing. This I'm is the not thing. joking. From we, there, that half of Congress is probably going to be resigning or being arrested in the next year. A lot of people in FBI and DOJ, a lot of people in the State Department. Um, a lot of former Obama administration people, Susan Rice, Valerie Jarrett, Ben Rhodes, Obama, all those staffers, they are probably all going to be going on trial. Some of them, if the charge ends up being treason, there's a very good likelihood they will go to a military tribunal. If the charge ends up being something lesser than that, they'll probably go to a civilian trial. But a lot of them are gonna end up being tried for treason in a military tribunal, and it is going to be ugly. The reason, one of the reasons why Q is posting is to wake people up to the reality of what is coming because mm -hmm. Trump and his team have been planning this and it's all unfolding and we're watching it happen. Um, <clears throat> all these people in Congress who have been leaking you know, classified information, who have been uh, selling out America to foreign donors, all that corruption, all that treason, those people are all going to be prosecuted. And there's a lot, there's thousands of them. Here is how bad it is. If you are a person in the legal uh, field of work, you can go on a, on a site that's called pacer.gov and pacer.gov gives you access to court cases in courts all around the country. You can look up court cases. You can look up district courts. You can see uh, what cases are going on there. You can also find sealed and open indictments. Okay. At any given time in an average year, according to people in, who are work in the legal profession, there are usually around 1500 sealed indictments in various district courts around the country at any one time. 1,100 on the low end, maybe 1,500 on the high end, average 13 to 1,500 sealed indictments in district courts around the country. You many, how many there are right now? How many? 35,000 sealed indictments in district courts around the country. There are 5,000 seal indictments being added every month. <clears throat> from, from December 
if you count all the way through June, there has been they've been adding 5,000 sealed indictments to the court dockets every month. I had a dream about six months ago, and in this dream, I saw all of these people in government, in corporate America, all being rounded up and arrested all at once. One time, boom, they all got arrested at the same time. Like a, the biggest racketeering bust you could ever think of. And you saw that in a dream. I saw that in a dream. I saw all these corrupt mm. people getting rounded up and arrested mm. all at once in one day with like no lead up to it. It's just boom, out of the blue, they all got arrested. Has Q hinted at a trigger event? What's what's the delay? What's what the, is the, what, what's what is the, the trigger? What's the day we're looking for? The day of days? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we we are, I think we're getting very close to it. Okay. I think, I'll tell you this, I think it's going to be done by November 11th. Do you? I do. November 11th is Veterans Day, and there's going to be a parade in Washington, D.C. Trump has scheduled his military parade in Washington, D.C. Q has suggested that before then, we're going to have a peace deal with uh, North Korea, Mm -hmm. that Iran will be denuclearized and we'll have a peace deal with Iran. And that a lot of this corruption will be cleaned up by November. Uh, I, I don't know. The Q has suggested that the Inspector General report dropping, which comes out from Thursday, I think, is a big marker as to the timing of this all unfolding. Once the Inspector General report comes out, and and here's the thing, there are four or five as, aspects or pieces to the Inspector General report. There is the Clinton email report, which is coming out first. Then there is politicization of the FBI and DOJ. There are There's a Clinton Foundation investigation. There are a lot of other parallel investigations that the inspector general is looking at and each of those will have a separate report and those will all be kind of released over the next probably three or four months. Each one of those will implicate and recommend prosecution for a different group of people. We're probably going to get some recommendations for prosecution coming from this inspector general report that's going to drop on Thursday. Uh, <clears throat> as more reports come out, and as the Awan brothers scandal has its court date on June, or July 3rd, as all these different things hit the courts and start seeing judicial action, that's, I think, where we're going to start seeing people get arrested. Well, that makes There's some a lot of moving sense. parts, a lot of balls in the air right now. So, okay, uh, what does this mean for big players, big players like George Soros? Uh, the pain is coming. <laughs> they uh, don't have a whole lot of free time left. Uh, I saw, <clears throat> just to let you know, mm. I saw this whole thing played out in a dream about two weeks ago. I saw Q's mission from right now all the way to the very end when all these people got arrested. The people in Congress, people in corporate America, Corporate CEOs have been resigning like crazy, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, 
people have been stepping down from Congress. I saw these people getting prosecuted. I saw their hidden sins publicly exposed. And then at the end of it all, I saw Hillary being outed and prosecuted finally. And I, I kind of knew she was like an evil person. I didn't okay. know how evil and dis despicable she was. In this dream, I saw her in all of her disgusting, filthy despicableness. And she was flaunting her evil publicly and daring people to try to arrest her. And it, I just, I saw this whole thing play out. And we are going to see in the next year or so, hundreds of public officials arrested, put on trial. It is going to shock this country to the foundations. And it's not just gonna be happen here. It's gonna happen in Europe, it'll happen in Asia, it'll happen in Africa. The, the takedown of corruption is global. And it's coming soon. And it is going to shock a lot of people. You know, I, I mean, this is the thing, right? So you step into my world for a minute. I have folks that come to me and they remember being in rituals with I, I have referred Clinton. people to you <laughs> because you have a skill set I don't have and I'm really glad you do what you do. But the, the, this, 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 the, the revelation of just how evil some of these people oh, are. It, it, the, the evil is incomprehensible. It's just you can't comprehend how evil these people are. Uh, and and they have a, you know, what people don't realize many times is that, you know, you ask, like, how do they evade, you know, any kind of justice or any, but but it's because the network, the, the good old boys club is so vast and big that you can't just take people down with a normal justice process. It would have to be something Right. This big, dude. I, I've I've had a someone asked me a question the other day. What happens to people who maybe they're in government mm. and they are involved in pedophilia or satanic ritual abuse or whatever, but they have also been a victim of it, mind control and ritual abuse. What do you do with somebody who was a victim of it who then becomes a perpetrator? How do you prosecute that kind of a person? And I don't have an answer for it. I mean, they'll have to do a psychiatric evaluation and see if the person could be treated. But you know how the you know the mainstream psychiatric uh, world treats people like that. Well, and that that does create a whole set of problems that we could probably spend weeks discussing, and. We may have to get on a different podcast to have that conversation because I, 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 one, I do think that that would be an awesome conversation for us to have. But two, I want to know a little bit more about Q. Okay. And so, um, barring all of the directions that we can go there, let's let let's let's talk about Q on Russia and what's going on there. Okay. What is going on with Russia? Uh, boy, Russia is an interesting situation. One of the big things that Q has been talking about is the Uranium One scandal. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Um, it's, it, I'm, I'm already in process, so we might as well okay. just continue. <clears throat> so 
people who know a little bit about the Uranium One uh, scandal, mm -hmm. you're about to learn a whole lot more about Uranium One than you ever wanted to know, because it is going to come to the forefront relatively soon. All right. So, and this will illustrate how evil and sick these people are. Q has been talking about Iran being next in the context of peace and denuclearization a la North Korea. We took down the corruption in Saudi Arabia. North Korea is not happening now. Iran is next. Okay. The and I have to explain this because a lot of people don't understand what's going on. Q has been telling us that the CIA is sort of the puppet master pulling the strings was behind North Korea. And I've been telling people that China controls North Korea. People are like, well, how can the CIA and China both be in control of North Korea? So there is an overt and there is a covert meaning of who's in control. The CIA is not overtly in control of anything. The CIA's control is all covert. It's all under the radar. You don't ever hear about it. So even though the CIA has operations in Afghanistan and Iran and Syria and North Korea, you don't hear in the, in the mainstream media about that control. You hear about Russia and Iran China and North Korea, right? So North Korea is a satellite of China. Economically, they trade. China is, is uh, North Korea's largest trading partner. And North Korea has been under the thumb of President Xi and China for a long time. Whatever President Xi decides Kim Jong-un has to do, Kim Jong-un has to do. Because if he wants to have food for his people, he has to do what President Xi tells him to do. All right, in a similar way, and that was how Trump facilitated the peace agreement with North Korea. He used economic leverage with China, put President Xi in a place of disadvantage. And when President Xi came to Trump and said, okay, uncle, I give, what do you want? Trump said, I want peace with North Korea. Set up a meeting with Kim Jong-un, let's talk and let's get rid of these nuclear missiles, okay? Trump facilitated peace with North Korea through China, because China is the big brother that controls North Korea. CIA does it covertly, China does it overtly. Same situation with Iran and Russia. Throw in Syria, because Syria and Iran are both kind of satellite puppet regimes under the control of Russia, okay? Russia is a big economic trading partner with Syria and Iran. Putin has been involved in Syria and Iran because he has his interests there. All right. So Uranium One deal is made back in 2011. And what it does is Frank Justra, who is this billionaire mining magnate from Canada, <clears throat> made uh, over a hundred million dollar donation to the Clinton Foundation. And funnily enough, Frank Justra got to facilitate the transfer of 20% of North America's uranium rights to Russia. 
mm-hmm. to Rosatom, the Russian state energy company. Mm-hmm. So we sold 20% of our uranium to Rosatom, the Russian energy company. And there was a lot of palace intrigue about it. There was a, you know, it was approved. This is a deal that was approved by Mueller, Eric Holder, uh, Hillary, all the people who were in in positions of of power under Obama in 2011, they all were aware of this deal. They all approved it. Okay. The transfer goes through. What they didn't tell people is that it was the, the uranium was not supposed to be shipped outside of the United States publicly. That was the narrative because the company that took transfer didn't have uh a nuclear regulatory commission license to ship uranium internationally. So it was sold to the American public under the auspices of the fact that that uranium was never going to leave North America. Hmm. But that's not what happened. The company that took over had subcontracted with a trucking company that had rights and certifications to ship uranium internationally, and they shipped it to Russia. All right. So our uranium is now going overseas to Russia. Russia processes a lot of uranium. Their mo- their economy is primarily mining, minerals, petroleum, oil, gas, and uranium. They're, that's what their, their uh, economy is built on. They process all that stuff and they sell it to satellite nations around there and that's that's what their economy is driven on all right enriched uranium has a digital uh fingerprint you can track it okay you can tell when uranium comes from one lot of processed uranium it has a unique digital fingerprint Mm -hmm. it's different from that one all right so the uranium is is i believe is enriched to some degree And then it is shipped to Russia, but secretly some of it ends up being shipped to Iran and Syria. Oh, wow. No one knows about it. I didn't. Okay. Uh, This is middle of June, early June. Um, Middle of May, Benjamin Netanyahu goes public with the discovery that Iran had never stopped its nuclear weapons program. That Mossad had been inside of Iran with a hundred agents photographing, getting documents and bringing out evidence that Iran had continued its nuclear weapons program and built a weapons facility, a satellite facility in Northern Syria. So Netanyahu goes public with all this information that Iran never stopped its weapons program, which they were supposed to under the Iran deal, mm-hmm. and built a facility to make nuclear weapons in northern Syria. My gosh. Where do you think the uranium came from? It came from the shipment that was sold during the Iranian One deal to Russia. Now, here's the creepy thing. They have uranium that is supposed to be in the hands of Russia. 
and they're using it to build their nuclear weapons program. Syria and Iran, we sell, our government sells uranium to Russia and some of it is diverted to Syria and Iran to allow them to build a nuclear weapons program. The plan, mm. and some of that mm. went to North Korea. North Korea and Iran were trading missile technology, uranium technology. That's pretty well known. So the Obama government allowed North Korea to build weapons, Iran and Syria to build weapons under this Iran deal that supposedly allowed, allowed that they were not supposed to be building weapons. If that weapons program would have been allowed to continue and Trump would not have pulled out of it, the Iran deal, at some point in the future, the plan was to have one of those nations launch nuclear missile, get us involved in a war. We go to war, Russia gets involved. Russia, when they investigate, they find out that the uranium that Iran and Syria had came from Russia because it was from the lot that was sold to Russia and it was si siphoned off. So we then blame Russia for giving them the uranium when we actually sold it to them in the first place. And and the World War Three is already commenced. And you have World War Three. And, and and this is and one of the that is that was the plan. Their plan was to get Damn. us involved in a world war. Why? Because Russia and the United States are the two biggest obstacles to a global government. Because we are the ones who insist on keeping international borders. We will not join the global government. The way you do that is you get Russia and the United States to go to war. After the mop up, the U United Nations comes in, says we're gonna remove all international borders. We're not gonna have any more wars. And you have a global government. That was their plan. And. I had several people, particularly uh, survivors, you know, and, and it, it was coming out before the election. Hillary's going to start World War Three. Yeah. And then... Dude, during the presidential debates with Trump, she told the whole country, we should impose a no-fly zone over Syria. We should impose a no-fly zone over Syria. That means if any Russian airplanes come over Syria, we shoot them down and start World War Three. That was what Hillary said during the debates. <laughs> she did not hide the fact that she wanted to start a war with Russia. Wow, that is huge. So, so when you figured this out, what were you doing? I was tripping, dude. I was just like, what? These people are not just stupid. They are insane. Well, I, I'm, I, I'm sitting over here like, because my mind is blown. My mind is blown. I don't even know what to do with myself. I'm going to have to get off this podcast and process. And all of this information I've gotten, mm. I came from Q. I'm almost scared to ask. What's, what's Q saying about Afghanistan? Q has not said a whole lot about Afghanistan other than <clears throat> in general terms. Q has said what has happened in Saudi Arabia mm the takedown of the corruption and the removal of the CIA influence and terrorism and all that. That is going to happen in North Korea. It's going to happen in the US. It's going to happen in the EU and it's going to happen in Asia. And Afghanistan is tightly tied into Pakistan. All right, so you have North Korea and China, 
you have Iran and Russia, and you have Afghanistan and Pakistan. A lot of what happens in Afghanistan is under the control of the Pakistanis. So uh, there's all these satellite nations. One country controls the other and uses them for, you know, basically a cash crop. But the the takedown of corruption is going to spread. It's going to be global. It'll go. There's corruption in Australia and New Zealand. That's going to be dealt with. Uh, it, it'll happen in Afghanistan. Uh, we're, we're going to be getting out of Afghanistan. Um, Mattis and the generals have a they have a battle plan mm -hmm. to stabilize that region and then get the hell out of there. Mm. Uh, that's that's kind of the plan. All right. Now here's one of the things that Trump spent a lot of time talking about. A wall. We are going yep. to build a wall between Mexico and the United States. A fence. Yep. We're going to build it. And he, at one point, you were saying we're going to make them pay for it. Uh, but you know, it's the wall, the wall, the wall. Now, here's what everyone should know: uh, the Mexican drug cartels are a big problem. I live in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me about the Mexican drug cartels being a problem. I have friends <sighs> and people that I, that I've worked with who had come from Mexico and come from Southern Arizona and have seen the devastation that these drug cartels and the human trafficking and the sex trafficking and, and the gun running coming across the border. And it, it's horrible. As far as I understand it, CIA has their hand in this one as well. They do, they right. absolutely do. And so what is, if anything, Q saying about the Mexican issues? I mean, it's, Mexico has come up big time in recent Q posts. Um, Q has been asking people to dig into the connection between the recent suicides, okay, of well-known people, and the connection to the Clinton Foundation, Long Beach, and the Mexican border, and human trafficking, sex trafficking, and the trade that is going across the border from Mexico to California. Okay, there is a connection there. And Q has said, people don't understand how important the border is. It's not just about keeping people out. It is the, the border is the way that the deep state traffics humans, traffics guns, drugs. All that trafficking is done internationally and if we put a border up, it's going to stop that trafficking. Look, if you know anything about Mexico, you know that Mexico is completely, absolutely run by the mob. It is corrupt all the way through. It is, uh, it's, it's essentially a big playground for uh, the CIA and black ops to do drug trafficking, human trafficking, weapons trafficking, you name it, everything. Um, it's terrible. It, it, ISIS and the terrorists come through our southern border. A lot of the sleeper cells, the radical Islamic sleeper cells, come through the Mexican border. Uh, that border situation is much more of a national security issue than most people realize. But but building a, a firmer border security is actually cutting into the bottom line of the CIA pocketbook. Right. Exactly. It's it, it will de it will do a lot to defund the black ops that the CIA is running. My gosh. So, so, so Q's talking about it. Um, what, what isn't Q talking about? Dave? He was talking about everything. I, I'm shocked. I mean, everything from, 
the the Pope and the Vatican and the corruption in the Vatican to the uh, Rothschilds to MK Ultra to a, a lot of subjects that you ha- are very familiar with. Um, trafficking, so, so, drug so, trafficking. I mean, you just he talks about almost everything that is wrong. You know, this is. Um, well, the one thing Q hasn't talked about is chemtrails. He has <laughs> talked about the space program. He has talked about uh, Elon Musk and his thing. And he's talked about Google and Facebook and how they're going to end up being regulated probably if they don't get taken down with um, uh, fines and legislation. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the option Q, that Q has said with, with respect to Google and Facebook and Twitter is either the public decides to have these massive class action lawsuits where they just sue them for invasion of privacy, or they will become government regulated. One of the two is going to happen. Mm. I mean, dude, Q talks about everything. If it's in the headlines, Q is talking about it. Okay. So with that said, I I do want to talk a little bit about what he said about Rothschilds. And I assume that connects to the banking system, Yep. which would definitely connect back to Britain. Q has talked about the Fed. The Fed. Okay. What, what's he saying? <laughs> okay. Uh, Anans have asked, well, this is one of the cool things. Q actually held a Q&A session uh, <laughs> back, I think, in early in May, where he said, I'm going to give you five minutes. You can ask whatever questions you want, and I'll give you answers. So people were just asking, asking questions, and Q picked out five questions that he answered, one of which was, when are we going to find out about Seth Rich? What happened to Seth Rich, right? Q said June. Because the Democratic National Committee sued Donald Trump and WikiLeaks and Julian Assange for their conspiracy to overthrow the election. That's all going to go into court. And in the discovery phase, uh, we're going to find out what happened to the DNC server. Did Seth Rich give the information to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks? Was it actually hacked by the Russians? We're going to find out about all of that when that goes to court. And that is likely going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. In fact, Q just posted about Seth Rich right now. I'm looking at a Brit, the latest post. It's about Seth Rich and Julian Assange. People have been asking about that. Hmm. So in the question and answer session, um, somebody also asked about um you were asking about not the Rothschilds yeah, oh the, the bank the central bank Fed. somebody asked what's going to happen to the federal reserve is it, essentially i think they asked is the fed going to are they going to end the federal reserve and q said it's going to be restructured mm. because we all know the central banking system is funneling money to the elites they're ripping us off and our money is going to them Trump is well aware of that. Trump has talked about going back on the gold standard. I don't know if we're going to go back on the gold standard at some point, but Q has said the Federal Reserve is going to be restructured. Uh, And the details, I don't know at this point. We'll find out in the future. Fascinating. Um, Okay. Talk to me about the space program. Now, 
and, and of course, I have a whole I have a whole grid on the space program, which is secret space program, which we're not going to get to today. I, but I am very yeah, interested. That's, that's fine. I have I have a friend who is former CIA has connections in the intelligence. He's been CIA for like decades. Mm. He feeds me information. There is stuff going on, according to him, in the space program. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. But we, that'll, that can be another podcast. That will, um, it, it would have to be. Because... I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about the space program okay. other than Q has said that the CIA has co-opted much of what we've been putting out there in space and in the form of satellites mm. as a nefarious space-based weapons system that they could use at their disposal to get rid of their enemies and control things. And it just all sounds very dark and nefarious. Um, Trump is aware of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Trump is, I didn't understand what was going on when Trump decided he was going to like retool NASA because Obama was largely funding NASA and making NASA more about educating kids and stuff like that. It wasn't really doing what it was originally chartered to do. Trump has changed the charter of NASA and has got it back into uh, doing space exploration. And Q has suggested that a lot of that is intentional redirection because space exploration has been co-opted by the clowns, by the CIA, and that is gonna end. That whatever creepy nefarious things CIA has put out there, that that stuff is coming down or it's gonna be repurposed or whatever. Well, that'll be that. That's that. That's going to be very interesting because I have like a million question marks in my head because of what I know about what goes on above the atmosphere. And hmm, huh, it's interesting. So anyway, okay, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna I, <laughs> whoa. All right, and now talk to me about um, just. Uh, comments he may have made about the U.S. economy and where our economic trends are going. And has he said anything about the specifically the farming industry, GMOs, and this component of the issue? Yes. Um, Q has talked about, uh, let's see. Q has not specifically addressed agriculture and farming that I know of, mm. unless it was back in like some part of December or January that I missed. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't think that's been mentioned. Yep. But uh, Hugh has hit on big pharma. Yeah. Okay. And like everything that Q brings up that has to do with corruption in corporate America, Q has said, Q asked a question, how many naturopathic or homeopathic doctors who have done research or developed treatments, natural treatments for diseases like cancer, how many of them have been murdered or died of suspicious causes in the last few years? And I went to this, I, I was, Denise found this website where this woman is tracking the deaths of doctors and researchers who die of suspicious causes 
And there was 80 of them just in the last couple of years who have been killed. Um, and we're not talking about like, you know, they, they fell asleep in their bedroom. We're talking about their body was found hanging in a tree wrapped in a plastic bag. They were found uh, violently drowned, you know, in a, a septic system or something like that, or their body was mutilated and they, it was, you know, un, you know, uncovered in the woods or something. So these are like obvious homicides. And Q has suggested that Big Pharma has a very evil agenda to get rid of these researchers and to cover up cures and to keep pushing things like chemotherapy and expensive drugs because they make more money treating diseases rather than allowing the cures to come out. And well, this friend of mine uh, that I talked about a few minutes ago, he has suggested that they've are actually already found the cures to almost every disease out there and they're just not letting it out. And, 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 and here is, here's the proof in the pudding. Mm -hmm. So Q posted this, this is probably back in March, I think. Yeah. And the next day after Q posted this, miraculously out of nowhere, there was an announcement that they had found a new antibiotic that lived in the soil that was effective against multi-drug resistant bacteria. <laughs> the next day after Q posted this thing about big pharma, uh, trying to hide cures the next day, this article pops out on the internet about this new bacteria of this new antibiotic being found. Now here's the interesting thing. I got, um, an email or a message in, on Twitter from a doc who's an internal medicine doc. He works in the ICU and he was pissed as hell. We, he was talking to me. He said, man, he goes, look, you, you've worked in medicine. You know, as well as I do, they've been telling us for 20 years, there are no more antibiotics. We don't have any, we're not going to have any. We have run to the end of the spectrum. There is nothing else coming out. These multi-drug resistant bacteria, there's no cure for them. We're not gonna have any more antibiotics. We're just gonna have to live with what we've got. And they've been telling us that for 20 years. And now the day after Q drops this thing about big pharma, boom, a new antibiotic is, is miraculously announced. So Q has suggested that big pharma, uh, and you know, you know about the GMOs and there's, there's all of this agenda to keep people sick, to shorten their lifespan, that the cures are out there and that Trump is well aware of what's been going on and he has plans to reverse all of it. I, I will tell you, I, I mean, the, the whole health thing has been in my face a lot recently. Uh, my wife and I have come across a lot of information coming out about sugar and the agenda behind high fructose corn syrup and yep. other things. I mean, how many products can you go Highly to inflammatory. And, and find that do not have sugar? So, so yeah. they're well, actually... What, what a lot of people don't know is, and you can go on the internet, you can research this. There are a lot of cardiologists who, and this has been out now for 10 years. Uh, Dr. Stephen Sinatra wrote a book called Reverse Heart Disease Now. He and a lot of other cardiologists have found out that heart disease the number two killer, actually, heart disease is number one, cancer is number two. 
heart disease is not uh, a problem with cholesterol and plaque in your arteries. Heart disease is an inflammatory process. You eat foods that cause inflammation in your body. Your coronary arteries, when they get inflamed, your body lays down plaque over the inflammation to cover it up and get rid of it so it can function normally. When you get plaque buildup in your coronary arteries, it's not a, a, a result of too much cholesterol. It's a result of inflammation. If you remove the inflammation, you have no plaque buildup. When they dissect coronary arteries, it are, if you flake off the plaque, there's inflamed vessels underneath it. It's an inflammatory process. So is most lung disease, pancreatitis. Uh, almost all of them are all inflammatory diseases. And sugar is the number one culprit of inflammation in the body. When, when my wife eats candy for half a day, she'll be in horrible, excruciating pain for two or three days until the sugar leaves her body. And then the, and then the pain will go away. She has, she has done this a couple of times accidentally, just ingesting too much sugar and she gets pain all over her body for a few days until the sugar leaves her body. Sugar is highly inflammatory and it's probably the root cause of a lot of our diseases. Well, it, it, it has a lot of effects and, and I'm learning more and more about it. And as, as a matter of fact, I had a, a survivor, you know, and she came on my program. Uh, she, um, she'll actually be back on my program soon enough. But uh, part of her story was that they, in her programming, would inject her with sugar, put it in her veins and uh, create this, this need and programming around sugar. But um, there was also programming and rituals, rituals, actual rituals done around the food pyramid because they, they want the, all of these carbohydrates to be ingested, which have natural sugars, but then inject them with more sugar and put this population in this artificial state of, you know, manip this manipulated state of consciousness with all of this bombardment with sugar. And then they put sugar in every product and they keep us with this constant, like, you know, sugared mind state. And right. over time, it promotes disease and so you have all these diabetic people that and, and what but diabetes requires like that much investment in ongoing health care. It, it, you just right. treat it and treat it and treat it and treat it. And it's like just thousands of dollars and, you know, people make crazy money on diseases like this. You know, cancer cells, what do they grow on? They grow on sugar. sugar. So what do they do? They give people chem, chemotherapy, and then they say, eat whatever you want. So you eat what actually kills you and you put these chemicals in your body that also kill you. And they're like, oh yeah, this is the only proven method. Meanwhile, they are absolutely suppressing. I mean, just cancer cure after cancer cure after cancer. There are documentaries about people that you can find on YouTube. I've watched some of them. It's just, you know, this cure, this cure, this cure, and they just shut down, shut down, shut down. And it's strategic. They do it with, uh, you know, well, you need to do this multi-million dollar uh, test results and provide it to the F, you know, DA, which I, I, I can't even get into all of the conspiracy behind this, this food thing. But anyway, I, I'm kind of burning up about a, a lot of that area <laughs> right, right now, you know, right, man, you're on um, a roll. I need uh, a break. Well, <laughs> <laughs> coming back, coming back to Q, coming back to Q. We'll, we'll talk about more of that, that later folks. Um, coming back to Q. Okay. I want to just know about the U S military. What is Q saying about military? and U.S. operations? Uh, 
Q has said that Obama was tasked with the mission to deplete the U.S. military, to weaken it, to facilitate wars, that the military has been tasked with over the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years, um, involvement in wars for the, you know, purposes of weapons trafficking, human trafficking, sex trafficking, everything else. And that Trump is aware of that. The generals are aware of that, that that uh, operational mandate is over with, that Trump's goal is to increase military strength and create world peace, not through weakness, but through strength. And that is not to be the bully uh, in the sandbox, but it is to use the military to assist the uh, abatement and neutralization of legitimate threats to the planet's safety. So we're, we're, we're taking out ISIS because ISIS is a legitimate threat that needs to be neutralized because if ISIS is allowed to spread, it's like a cancer. Mm-hmm. ISIS will eventually end up getting uh, us into a nuclear exchange and that will end the world as we know it. So terror groups like ISIS, that, that is right now the, the main focus of the military is neutralizing terrorist groups and squashing them and taking away their funding and taking away their access to resources. Um, The other thing, interestingly, is that Q has said, suggested that the CIA, it may be intentionally downing military aircraft. There's been a bunch of military aircraft that have crashed recently. Last night, an F-15 crashed in the Sea of Japan. And Q has suggested that a lot of those, those accidents are actually initiated by the CIA as retaliation against the military. Um, rather than the, all these stupid wars, uh, regime change wars, Q has suggested that Trump is not at all interested in any of that. He wants our troops home, uh, out of Afghanistan, out of Syria, uh, out of Asia, out of, you know, just, we don't need to be fighting these stupid wars all over the place. So it's, it's a, it's a bit ironic. And, and if people don't trust the military, I get it because we've been taught, we've been programmed for the last 30 years not to trust the military. We've been programmed not to trust government. We've been programmed because we've seen so much corruption, we've seen so much death, we've seen so much war and violence. We have been programmed to think if they're involved, it has to be bad. But Trump is running a completely different type of program. It is non-intervention it is not about regime change he wants to get us out of those wars and get our people home and defend our own borders really and uh keep america safe really i mean it's trump just really wants america to be safe and he wants to mitigate threats to world peace in whatever way he can 
You know, uh, Dave, I mean, I could sit here and talk to you about this stuff for like the next three hours. What do you think is the most important um, addendum that we could cover in this program before we conclude? Uh, I would say there is a plan in place to remove corruption and evil worldwide. Trump has a plan. That plan is in operation. And I would recommend to people, trust the plan. Know that there is a plan that is being worked out. It is a carefully mapped out plan that has been thought out years in advance. Everything you're seeing happening in the news cycle over the last year, it has all been strategically mapped out and planned. Every detail, every hearing, every executive order by the president, it has all been strategically planned out. We are watching a scripted movie play out. The generals and Trump have scripted this whole thing. They have figured out who's going down, when they're going down, when the court dates are gonna be. When the arrests are going to happen, it's all been planned out ahead of time, and we're watching it unfold. There is nothing in this. There is, I would say, there's very little in this whole thing that we're watching unfold on the world stage right now. Very little that is not already seen, foreseen, and planned for. So, in a real sense, we could sit back and watch this movie and know that in the end, it's all going to work out. The good guys are going to win. The bad guys are going to jail. And we're going to live in a much better world in another in a year or two. Hmm. Well, th this has been a fascinating and, um, and enlightening conversation, Dave. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I want to just encourage people. You know, I, one of the things I do know is that even as things are playing out and, and I mean I know I sense a definite moves in the right direction um, I amongst the work that we do I mean there has been heavy lifting going on in the spirit from the prayer angle and different things um, pushing agendas forward that are going to um, root out the darkness and um, I, I want to just encourage those of you that are listening you know if you've been in that place where you thought, you know, uh, New World Order wins, everybody, everything's going down the hole, nothing, there's no hope, this and that. I, I, I'm not actually in that camp at all. I believe that things are changing in real time. And uh, there are shifts and interventions happening. And um, I want to encourage those of you that listen to this program to hold up the agendas to strip the evil of their their power and and um, of their rooting in prayer as we watch all of these things play out like keep taking it before God and saying yes Lord flush out the darkness uh, push out the evil keep the exposure happening don't allow the enemy to ritualize their way out of their doom and um, yep yeah I mean that's it you know we we have been programmed like you and I both know people who have been programmed, programmed, mm. Mm -hmm. but we've all been programmed. We've all seen things in the news. We've all experienced things. We've all experienced the disappointment and the heartache 
when politicians have let us down. They didn't keep their promises. And we've seen the world get worse and we've seen all these wars. But I would, I would just encourage people to know that there is hope, that God is working an amazing plan. We are living in truly historic times. We are living in some dangerous times, but we are living in truly historic times. We are in the middle of a second revolution. It is nothing less than a second revolution. Our government was taken over by criminals. And Q and the president and his team of people are restoring a government that was co-opted by criminals. That government is being given back to us. It is a second revolution. It is a it is going to be a relatively bloodless revolution, but it is a revolution nonetheless. And we are watching it happen. Wow. Folks, I have been talking to Dave Hayes and, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, he has videos on YouTube, on Facebook. If you visit his Facebook file, I mean, what he's been doing with Q has attracted incredible interest. Uh, you, you now have videos that are going into hundreds of thousands of views. It's just uh, phenomenal. And, um, you know, I, I applaud your work on, I mean, decoding Q, doing the research and bringing that information forward. And folks, if you know, you're looking for a way to get Q updates, I mean, Dave Hayes is doing it and you can find him on Facebook. You can find him on YouTube. You can find him at prayingmedic.com. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to have this conversation well, with me. Dan, it's, it's always awesome talking to you. I love hanging out with you. You know that we always have great conversations and I hope the people have learned a little bit today. And I hope that they're encouraged and I hope that uh, our conversation has given them a little bit more hope for a better future. Amen. And, and, and folks, by the way, um, I just want to give a public shout out to Denise, who is Dave's wife and who did the artwork for my book, Prayers That Shake Heaven and Earth. She just did a phenomenal job with that book cover and I so appreciate her. She is uh, the, the bee's knees. She's a pretty good artist. I am blessed to have her as a wife and my graphic designer. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, folks, um, you've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. You've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. If you would like to connect with us at Bride Ministries, or to support what we are doing financially, visit us at www.bridemovement.com.